0: Okay, let's get into it. Held myself back again and again and again and the more I realized just how often I've done it in my life the more examples come to my awareness and I share some of these stories certainly not to brag because they are examples of where I allowed other people's stuff and my lack of self-belief really held me back. So my dad as a math teacher. And the beauty of having a math teacher for a dad is that you've got tutoring on call. So I always knew what I needed to do in maths. It also made sense to me, particularly in younger years. And if I didn't, then I'd have a masterclass from my dad at home and he was really good at calmly and patiently explaining things to me. So... Like I said, early years it all made so much more sense. Logic, arithmetic, away you go. I did get a bit uh, lost when I got into more of the uh, deeper algebra and uh, you know, around year 10, 11, 12 sort of stuff. But that's because it didn't make sense to me. And I was also realizing just. Uh, how much of an extrovert I was and how I didn't love sitting and doing numbers. (laughs) The only time I really enjoyed it was primary school when it was like a competition with mates to see who could get as much of the mental arithmetic book done before other people, which a very good friend of mine who may well be listening to this episode uh, shared with me and reminded me of recently. Too funny. So in year seven, in the, the half yearly exam or the yearly exam, I can't remember which one, but I topped the year in maths uh, with ninety-one percent. And the funny thing was, I looked at the nine percent I lost and and actually kicked myself because it was they were, they were quite obvious mistakes. And I just assumed that that would have been you know a good mark, but nowhere near the top because there were some pretty cluey people. But they're one of my my mates come up and said, oh, did you know you're top of the year? I went, no, oh, no, I hadn't even like, talked about it in our class. And, and it's like, oh, no, apparently it was a topic of discussion in another class. And I felt really uncomfortable all of a sudden. Like, oh, shit, like people are talking about me uh, for success. So I was stuck in this contradiction of wanting praise for success. But the moment it came, oh, I felt so uncomfortable. So just recently I was just realizing how – my maths deteriorated from that point. So I still did reasonably well, but it literally just I hated the spotlight. So just in the top classes, but just just play middle of the road in those top classes, and you know never never have to worry about being in that spotlight. Every now and then there'd be an aberration, like I remember in in modern history in year eleven, where I was with some pretty uh, well read and and pretty uh, amazing writers and, and smart kids and I just remember I, I, I completely uh, got luck with the exam question. It was something I'd studied a lot. I took a punt on a couple of quotes and memorised them and, and I just nailed this essay and I think I got 24 out of 25 or something and the teacher made a real point of, <laughs> of <laughs> telling the whole class how good it was and obviously you know this person's well read and they're reading a lot of stuff and re- the reality was I fucking hated the reading of history and and I didn't read it at all I just found out the the important bits to read and I'd grab a a a powerful quote and I'd memorize the quote <laughs> and uh and just the perfect storm, the right question for the, what the part I'd studied that fitted these quotes and it looked like a masterpiece, but again, felt so uncomfortable. I was almost accidentally having that much success. And so while I wanted success all through those years or what I thought I did, I also just felt so uncomfortable when the praise came and went into my shell. And this was true in my sport so I had a bit of a breakout year in under 14, scored a heap of runs in cricket and then suddenly you know the the, the people are making a big fuss about that and it kind of went downhill from then. My concentration was, was never what it used to be and uh, never got the results until I managed to Unpack some of that in my much later life and went back and played as an old fella and scored some runs because I didn't have that same baggage. It's amazing what could have been, right, if I'd known what I know now. And then there was also the moment when I was uh, started coaching. And I've shared this story many times, but it's again, it's an important one to continue to share. One of the young fellas that was in my team. My corporate team, the teams I managed, I had three teams and he was one of, of the 33 staff. He was the one of, a, of probably a handful of them that, that really embraced my coaching, but he was the one who really took it and ran with it and got some incredible results and then unfortunately passed away suddenly and I again went completely into my shell and held myself back. Now, whether that one was from wanting to not stand in the spotlight or or not, I I couldn't answer that, but again, held myself back. All of these patterns playing out from past experiences, from new experiences that were impacting my ability to perform at my best. Now, if you look at your own life, you would think of so many of these examples and, and there'd be also things playing out that you don't even understand. And yet how often do you spend time beating yourself up about your inability to perform at the level that you know that you're capable of at the highest, at your, at your best? So the answer is not to waste time and energy on that project of, of having a go at yourself, of being harsh on yourself, but instead giving yourself a leave pass, pass and, and realising that there are some things playing out there that need to be addressed. finding the root cause of this inconsistency and then removing that block. And then most importantly after that is to be able to then change the habit. Because I can think of countless examples again myself where I've had a session with a coach or a kinesiologist or acupuncturist or something where it's clearing the underlying part of it and yet I've gone back to an old habit. And I've regressed to back where I was. So it's important that you clear the block, but then you also change the habit. So, where are you holding yourself back? Well, before you look at the exact areas of where, it's like, why is it important for you to make those changes? having that honest conversation with yourself why is it important why is it that you even want to have your best performances to what end for what purpose what will it be on the other side of that what will you learn what will you who will you able to be what will you be able to do who will you be able to have in your life what will you be able to have in your life get clear on that because when you know why we know what you're working towards getting the blocks out of the way getting the Lack of self-belief, getting the overthinking out of the way becomes so much easier because there's a real inner desire to make it happen. The first place to start is awareness, acknowledgement and awareness around where your performance is being impacted, the certain scenarios when it seems to happen. Finding ways to change. I've talked about journaling a great way to change habits change your behavior and change habits and address things from your past journaling and of course if you want to fast track it you reach out to someone who can help you with that and of course if you're ever needing that independent advice and guidance and a safe place to talk then then please do reach out so awareness clear the block change the habit watch your performance go to a whole other level I hope you enjoyed this episode of the grief code podcast thank you so much for listening please share it with a friend or family member that you know would benefit from hearing it too if you are truly ready to heal your unresolved or unknown grief let's chat email me at